Psychics. Snails. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And our first story this week is science news. So, uh, digitaltrends.com reports that scientists have used a super powerful X-ray laser to heat water to 180,000 degrees in a fraction of a second. Wow. So, uh, let's see. The specific numbers are... <laughs> Do you have the specific time of um, fraction? It took uh, one millionth of a millionth of a second oh my God. to heat water from room temperature to 180,000 degrees Fahrenheit to 100,000 degrees Celsius, for those who are curious. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let you finish, and then I'm going to ask questions. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot uh, beyond that, believe okay. it or not. It, but, uh, so... This was performed at uh, Stanford University's SLAC National Accelerator Laboratory. It involved firing extremely intense and ultra-brief flashes of X-rays at a jet of water. Wow! Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the quote from the scientist who uh, whose name is uh, Nakusor Timnianu. Um, I okay. I think that's probably <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the method is not really meant for boiling water. X-rays are typically used to investigate the structure of matter on extremely short timescales. Conventional ways of heating water are, will give energy to water molecules through heat transfer on a stove or vibrations in a microwave. Using X-ray lasers will basically vaporize the water ultra-fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just like that he used the word ultra-fast. Oh. And also pointed out that this isn't for boiling. And <laughs> my favorite part of this article... As for practical applications for vaporizing water, the scientists acknowledge there aren't any. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, there's no reason for us to have done this. It's just So basically they just blasted some water with some (laughs) x-rays, vaporized it, and uh, it turns out we can. Uh, Okay, first question. Uh When they say they vaporized water, was it like... A minuscule little drop of water? Was it like a pot? They of didn't water? say what the quantity was. They did <laughs> okay. say water jets, so I like that oh. suggests that it's not like a it wasn't like like a whole pot of water just like immediately disappearing. But yeah, they I, didn't. Re- they didn't really. Um, they didn't say the the volume. But I was just wondering yeah. if they're like shooting all this stuff at like a drop of water, or if it's like some they, other setup. I don't know. If they can just aim it at an, an ocean and immediately <laughs> <laughs> empty it. <laughs> Evil scientists have developed a way. (laughs) In other news, uh, the mad scientists of the world are now uh, trying to get this uh, technology so they can threaten world governments. (laughs) And and kill most of mankind. Yeah, you know. Hopefully that doesn't happen. (laughs) That was science news. Cool. Okay, well, um, my first story, I I wasn't exactly sure what segment this should be under, so I'm going to put it in World News. Okay, so this is reported by uh, the Independent uh, website, and the headline is, Pet Dog Raised by a Chinese Family for Two Years 
turns out to be a black bear. <laughs> it didn't turn out to be a black bear. No, it it was a out black to be a bear. <laughs> so, so you had a bear for two years. <laughs> yeah. So a bear was living in their home for two years. So I'm just going to like read some choice excerpts from this article here. <laughs> Please um, do. Here's one. The, um, the, uh, this lady that bought her family a puppy. It says she bought her family a puppy two years ago. She was surprised by how much the dog ate. And it says, quote, a box of fruits and two buckets of noodles every day. <laughs> Can you imagine having a dog that was eating that? Fruit and noodles? How did they get to that as the food um, for this thing? Yeah, that's a, a side question. I'm not sure. Um, did it do? Wait, what else? Um, so, so apparently they only started suspecting that it was a bear when it started being able to walk on two legs. <laughs> um, and then, okay, later in the article it says, the animal has now been taken into care at the Yunnan Wildlife Rescue Center after the family got in touch requesting help. Um, the staff were so intimidated by the animal which had lived in the family home. They sedated it before transportation because <laughs> it was a bear. Um, and apparently they, ha- they thought that it was a Tibetan Mastiff. And I have a picture of that type of dog, which we can share later on social media. Okay. But it's this. Okay. okay. T- so t- they, they- t- to be fair... <laughs> It's the most bear-like dog I've ever seen. It is but very bear-like. I still feel like you should be able to tell when it's a when it's a bear. So they thought it was this, and then they had this for in two, for two years in their house, and um, eventually they figured out it wasn't a dog. Um, but that's that happened. So now it's it's in in an appropriate place for a bear to be, and um, it, it's all good. But. At the end of the article, they did note that a similar incident actually happened to another family in in China, like <laughs> nearby where this happened. Um, Same bear. Where they found a bear apparently roaming in the forest and thought it was a stray dog and like took it in and had it in a cage and then realized it was a bear later. <laughs> so. Wow. Apparently it's happened more than once. <laughs> like. Yeah. I can only assume these people have never encountered a bear before or just heard stories but never actually saw a real one. I just, Maybe. I mean, that could be possible if you've never just, seen one, but you... Within the first two years, you would know that's not a dog, right? Like, I would I would just think... I, yeah, I, I mean, maybe I, you also don't really have experience with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard of dogs, but you don't that's the that's the funnier approach to that is like oh never seen a is this a dog (laughs) oh this is probably just a big dog this is probably a dog i don't know it has four legs furry checks all those boxes well i think um this i don't think that this was stated in this particular article but in one of the other ones that i was reading um uh these Bears actually get sold in the black market sometimes, so it's possible that... And I don't know exactly where they... They purchased this mm-hmm. bear from someplace. Right. So... That claimed it was a dog. Yeah. So maybe somehow this bear got into, like, 
some, you know, under the radar people selling things and then they just claimed it was a dog and this family didn't know any better and that's how it ended up happening that way. But yeah, it's still the black uh, black bear market. Yeah. So that was world news. (laughs) 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 I didn't know what category to put that in. All right. My next story is, uh, it's a topic I always find fascinating and I tend to bring up a lot. Uh, it's space news. And uh, the story, space.com reports that a lost asteroid uh, made unusually cl- made an unusually close flyby of Earth. And I always Whoa. find these fascinating because it's just really bizarre to me to think that we're just floating around on this giant rock with giant rocks casually just zooming by. Um they said the asteroid is approximately the size of a jumbo jet. They estimated between 125 and 390 feet in diameter, which means mm. it's about as big as the Statue of Liberty, um, but Ooh. could potentially be longer than a football field. Um, it was about 126,000 miles away, uh, which is about half the distance between the Earth and Moon. Um, okay, that's, so that's pretty close. It's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and it was at its closest on May 15th, which is actually is today when we're recording, um, at 6.05 p.m. EDT. So about two hours ago. Two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it was traveling at a speed of 28,655 miles per hour. Wow. <laughs> Just bringing all the big numbers in today. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they, wow. s- they said it's not exceptionally large for a near-Earth asteroid, but it's rare for asteroids of this size, size to get so close yeah, to Earth. Yeah, that is very close. And its, uh, it's official name is uh, 2010 WC9, uh, which is named because it was first spotted in 2010, but they lost track of it at a certain point. And only oh. recently, uh, about a week ago, relocated this lost, quote-unquote, asteroid. So... I'm just imagining, like, oh man, we lost. Just it. like you and look like, away from the a, telescope a for yeah, a second, like, just like wait, <laughs> look back, wait, wait, where'd it go, guys? Wait, where'd it go? A year later, we look in the telescope. It's like heading towards us. Like, <laughs> it's here. F- found yeah. it. Also, I just I have to say this: when you said it was about the size of the Statue of Liberty, I had this vision in my mind of like the Statue of Liberty, like just orbiting the Earth, hurtling yes. through space. just like hurtling through. Space. That's a beautiful, uh, a beautiful visual. Yeah. <laughs> or, or alternatively, a football field. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we one day make a spaceship that has the shape of something ridiculous, like a football field, just for no reason. Like it's painted that way on the outside. So it's, like, <laughs> it's going through space. It just looks like. <laughs> Why? Delightful. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was oh, that was space news. Um, I have I have, have another, another question. Oh yes, go, <laughs> I have one go, more go, question. Go, go. So, it, is there any way to? There's no way to see that with the naked eye, right? Is it uh, just no, they the said just through telescopes. Okay, but okay. like some, it, it's you know, like you don't need a super powerful one to see something travel that close by. Oh, and, like uh, if you just oh. have your like, you know, beginner's kit telescope. <laughs> I don't know. A a basic one. And that actually reminds me. uh, We'll make sure to link the article. Um, Oh, yes. uh, We will be. a really cool. Sharing all the the links to stuff. There's an animation that was shared by this one. uh, 
astrology lab um, that's images from like their telescopes. I'm going to show Alex right now, but it's the bottom one there and you can see it's like in the picture, oh. it just looks like a little grain of rice, just kind of yeah. like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's cool. Like, they, I don't know. It's just amazing to me how they can tell what things are. Right. Like just looking at it, it looks, it looks like that. a speck of dust just happened to move across. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. So another close call, right. but, uh. We made it through this one. And that's space news. Woot. Okay, our next segment is crime news. Oh, that's a new <laughs> oh, one. Yeah, we haven't done that one before. <laughs> this is reported from the New York Post. Psychic arrested for scamming clients out of more than $800,000. <laughs> I'm just reading from the article here. A self-proclaimed psychic in Midtown has been arrested for allegedly conning at least two vulnerable out-of-town clients out of more than $800,000 for the last five years. Uh, this person went under the name Psychic Zoe, and she is facing charges of grand larceny, scheming to defraud, and fortune-telling. But- <laughs> So by that definition, aren't all psychics criminals? (laughs) Well, okay, right. So I read that and I was like, wait, that's a she has charges of fortune telling. What does that mean? So I actually did some research on this, and apparently, um, fortune telling is a class a class B misdemeanor in New York State. Oh my god, that's just rarely enforced. So actually, anyone that's a fortune teller in New York State is breaking the law, and they can be charged a misdemeanor crime for doing that. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like one of those things that's just like a law, but people kind of just do. I don't know, uh-huh. but yeah. So she's like because she did this other stuff. That's also a charge that she's facing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And I actually looked up also like what I guess counts as grand larceny in this case. Like I don't know, and it's just if it's if you've stolen more than a thousand dollars from someone, it counts as a grand larceny charge. Oh, apparently. Hmm. I don't know if that differs in different places, but that's yeah, where that might be like what a state law. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to read to you what she told these people. Oh boy. So the first victim, um, she convinced him that he was suffering from a number of psychic maladies, which she could cure. And she coerced him into purchasing $72,000 worth of gold coins. <laughs> So that he could place them in a special location at her temple, which would cure his aura. This is a quote from oh my. the court documents from this. And then apparently um, they had this like arrangement where he would purchase these gold coins. And then she said, OK, that's still your property. I'm not taking any of this. We're just going to like put it in this place. Uh-huh. And anytime you want it back, you can just take it back. And they signed a written contract about this, too. OK. And then the guy was like. I want the coins back. And then she just said no and didn't give it to him. <laughs> it's like, okay, well they're going to go to the police if you do something like this. Right. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, so that's what happened. So there's actually like a written contract. Like I'm going to provide you with these coins and then, but it's my property. So you have to give it back to me. And then she just didn't. Yeah. I guess. So there's kind of grounds um, there, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, so she did a similar thing to the second victim, who was a, a woman um, from Canada, and 
from this lady, she took more than $740,000 over the course of more than four years, um, like doing similar things. Like she convinced her that she was in danger and like had to buy, give her these gold coins and stuff. And, and in that case too, um, they signed some type of like a written contract that she would get the money back. And then just, she just like never, she just didn't give it back. Like, so yeah. Um, and apparently both of the victims actually hired a private investigator to like figure out what was going on, which I guess I'm not, I think, you know, what's going on. Like you were just guy, lied to by a psychic. Yeah, I know. This guy's name is Bob Nygaard and he specializes in the apprehension of psychic scammers. <laughs> And I kind of was like, well, what can't you just be like, I gave this person money and theirs was returning and we wrote a contract. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a grand mystery. It's um, pretty A to B. Yeah. So I don't know if there's just more, there might be more details that yeah. just aren't like, you know, out there or whatnot, but, but yeah, so that's what happened. So now that she's, uh, being charged that's with, a, that's so funny, um, grand larceny and, uh, <laughs> fortune telling and scheming to defraud are the charges. So, and successfully defrauding. Yeah. From this um, so yeah. And the, the everything it's not like you know finalized or anything this is just they're waiting for the court stuff to happen so yeah but uh yeah i just thought mm. that was interesting because like at what point i mean there's a lot of people that do fortune telling right so like right. at what point is yeah, it like, like are they a not fraud operation like i don't really know <laughs> exactly it's like it, <laughs> if they if you give them five dollars to tell you their fortune they're lying so <laughs> right, right so like why isn't that fraud <laughs> right <laughs> well i think that's the point like that's why I, i'm sure other states have similar law. i don't know i ha- didn't do research but in new york that's why it's illegal because they consider it like a form yeah of they fraud, actually basically. consider it a crime but yeah. it's just not really enforced but now it's like okay if you steal like thousands of dollars from someone then they're gonna <laughs> enforce it so anyway but if you're just a really successful psychic though and each and those five dollar palm readings just know. add up i don't know i I don't know, man. I, I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. So that was crime news. Okay. And the last story that I have brought is the one I am most excited to share. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I will, I will call this science news again. Woo! Uh, LiveScience.com, and I have to just read this headline verbatim. Scientists sucked a memory out of a snail and stuck it in another snail. <laughs> implications are actually really fascinating um this new study strongly suggests that at least some memories are actually stored in our genetic code and that if you Hmm. pull it out of one animal and stick it in another the second animal now like has that memory so this uh was conducted at ucla uh they extracted rna the genetic messenger molecule from one snail and put it in another snail and they also just as like a as a secondary experiment, put that same RNA over a bundle of just like loose neurons in a a Petri dish. And in both cases, like the recipient ended up having like indicating that they had this memory. And you're probably wondering, how could they tell what a snail remembers? Yes. Um, So the the memory was simple. And again, I'm just going to quote the article. The shock of an electric zap in the butt. (laughs) So... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Apparently, when this particular type of snail gets zapped in the tail, um, that rhymes. Uh, they send 
<laughs> they send signals through their nervous system to retract their uh, parapodia, which are these little like fleshy flaps that are on their on their little stomachs. And um, so when they get zapped, they retract them. And if a snail is shocked over and over again, it gradually uh, like picks up that as a memory and will retract them for longer and longer. So it'll be like, it'll be in a defensive position basically for an extended period of time. Hmm. So um, that's how they determined like that. The other snail remembered it is they would, uh, they had like a control snail where they would shock it. And it's like, okay, it retracted for a little bit, but they had the snail where they injected the other snails memory and it would retract them for longer because it quote unquote remembered that it was shocked repeatedly in the butt. <laughs> I don't know why they Poor snails. I know it's 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 Aww. it's it's definitely cruel but super fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I okay so this was a learned memory right. that inco- that they're alleging that it incorporated itself into the snail's DNA. Like the well the genetic code of or it the, so the RNA the, so oh, like the, the, RNA. the one that like tra- like it's the the messenger. Um oh, I have and to there was like, how these things work. Okay. Yeah. And again, this is an article we'll definitely link because they go into some more detail on like the actual scientific theory behind it and how there's kind of two schools of thought as to genetic memory and whether it's a thing or not and how it's stored. And um Wow. The the ending that is though super fascinating. The ending of the article was a little disappointing because they don't actually at the time at this time know for sure how the transfer happened, and there is still okay. a possibility that it's some secondary like a, like just it's a just a coincidence, coincidence but i mean i'm sure they did their due, due diligence to some extent um but like and it's also important to note that the memory that was actually transferred was pretty much a reflex which is like the one of the most basic instinctual memories there is but still pretty cool that's cool and like I, hopefully they'll continue this study. I'm sure they will. And just, I, I, I'm really curious to see, cause there's always been, there's been talk of like, is our memories stored in genetic code? And is yeah. there a way for them, for us to physically access them? Yeah. So that's so cool. You know where this is going, Anthony in a hundred years, Uh huh. there's just going to be a cloud database. Yep. Of snail memories, collective or <laughs> <laughs> of snail memories. Specifically. <laughs> There's going to be a cloud database mm-hmm. of the memories of all of humankind. Probably. And we can all just download them. And in a hundred years, we might not be around. It might just be the, the cloud database. <laughs> <laughs> it's my apocaly- apocalyptic view of the world. <laughs> but wow. we'll always have, we'll always have electric snails. Well, they're not electric. Well, we think. But anyway. It's electric. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was science news or snail news. I don't know. Either Take your one. pick. Woot. Or both. Okay. My next story is species news. This is from the lonelyplanet.com. Um And the headline is, The Feared Extinct Kangaroo Rat Discovered Alive and Well in Mexico. Oh. Um, So for more than 30 years, the kangaroo rat was thought to be extinct because no one saw one Mm -hmm. for 30 years. And the last time that one was seen was 1986. 
but recently some researchers from the San Diego Natural History Museum and a nonprofit called uh, Terra Peninsular uh, found four of them roaming around, like, you know, as they were doing their normal like survey, the surveying things. the land oh, or whatever yeah. natural researchers do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they found four of them, and that was really exciting. Um, and they think it's because of changes in the in the land, um, because a lot of um, I'm totally skipping around right now, so maybe I should just read this stuff in order. Um, <laughs> um, that part is not in here. But basically, the reason um, that they think that they that their numbers dwindled so much in the first place is because of the, a lot of their habitat was um, started to be used for farming, mm-hmm. and it, it basically destroyed their habitat, and so they just weren't around anymore. So... Recently, some changes have been taking place in that region to kind of get it back towards what it was before. And now the the, the species is resurfa- resurfacing, so yeah. it's like coming yeah, back, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of nice. Um, are they adorable? They, sound, they are. They sound adorable. This is a picture. Oh, they're like a chipmunk with a skinny tail and bigger back legs. Yeah, they're you're right. They have big legs that they can like hop on them, kind of yeah. like kangaroos, which is why they're called kangaroo rats. Um, and another interesting thing is that recently in that same area, two other endangered animals have been found like in, um, more commonly than they oh. thought that they, than they were expecting, basically. Yeah. And that was the high elevation ca- California vole and the round tail ground squirrel, <laughs> which okay. are both also small mammals. <laughs> <laughs> this is a paradise for them, apparently. Um. Yeah, so I think I skipped over what that region was called, but I'm going to tell you now. It's called Baja California, but it's in Mexico. Oh, yeah. I've heard so, of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where this is. So Okay. If I ever want to see a kangaroo rat, that's probably yeah. the only place I can go. So, yeah. So they were talking about in um, a couple of different articles how they're like, this is good for the researchers because they can, they're learning about the species a little bit more from this mm-hmm. discovery and they can kind of come up with a plan for like, um, conserving them. Yeah. Hopefully. So I think that's what they're going to try to do. So, I like, yeah. I like a good animal news. The kangaroo rat. <laughs> um, so that was species news. Species news. All right. Okay. It's come to that time again. It's come to that time again. When Anthony. we, Oh. When we oh really quick, do we need to explain what we're doing right now? I don't know. So we didn't do that last week. We also we didn't breaking news. We didn't explain breaking what it news. was. Yes. So <laughs> basically, we get really excited about this segment. <laughs> yes. It's called breaking news, and basically we just look at news sites and try to find an article that neither of us has seen and just got posted, and it's called breaking news and. Yep. We're about to look for those articles right now. Okay, go. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you've seen this on the internet at all today, but there's a new um, audio phenomenon that's kind of, that's being called the audio version of the dress. If you remember the black and blue dress. I do remember the dress. Um, So I'm going to just play the clip. Okay. Hopefully this will come through. 
Okay, I'm freaking out a little bit. Um, so, what did you hear? I heard Laurel. Okay, I also heard Laurel. And I'm wondering if it's because of the our sound equipment or something. But basically, a lot of people are hearing Yanny. What? And, and it's and it's current it's split like 50/50 on on different polls. Um but it's it's either Yanny or Laurel. And earlier today when I was listening to it, I only heard Yanny. <gasps> I didn't hear Laurel at all. And this time I only heard Laurel and I'm very confused. Whoa. Um, Wait, play it again. Play it again. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Laurel. Laurel. Oh, I hear Laurel. So the phenomenon is being explained by, um, by like actual linguists. There's the clip that's being played has like this Yanny being played at a higher frequency and Laurel at a lower one. So I wonder huh. if just like the way that it goes, it's like our sound equipment is working. It just, oh. we're only hearing that part of it. Um, Maybe. But, uh, like I said, I'm freaking out a little bit <laughs> Cause you because heard it earlier, earlier I listened to it oh, no. over and over and oh. only heard Yanny. So what, were you listening to it on, what were you listening to it on? Like a just through, head, just through headphones on, on my computer. Okay. And it sounded, I only heard Yanni. I did not hear the Laurel part. And now I can only hear that. So, wow. Um, that's bizarre. Now I want to go listen to that on a bunch of different devices. I know. Now I'm really curious. Uh, <laughs> so there, like I said, the, the explanation is that there's two, essentially two sort of sounds being played at the same time, one at a higher frequency and one at a lower and certain people, um, are hearing one or the other. Like the, the linguist in this article says she could not hear uh, Laurel at all. She could only hear Yanny. So. Uh, uh, that's freaky. I really expected. It is like the when dress. I saw, when I saw this article, I was, because ex- it, it's about a linguist actually explaining it. I was excited because I was like, oh, I, I listened to this earlier today. I'm really curious. And then, of course, now I hear the other thing. And now I'm just. <laughs> I'm just a little caught off guard. uh, I'm a little, I'm a little flustered right now. Um, Not what you expected. Oh yeah. Wow. They go into a lot of linguistic detail in this article, but uh, I really want to read that in detail. Yeah. So I'm going to, I love, I will make sure to share this. It is linguistic detailed. Uh, But yeah, that's the Yanni versus Laurel debate. I'm really, I'm curious. Let's see what, how that unfolds. I'm curious when we listen back to this, if we'll be able to hear one or the other too. Oh we'll man! I don't know if I'm ready. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to listen back to it now, <laughs> <laughs> just for that part. All right. Okay. Yeah, well, I found a story on CNN Travel, and the headline is 24 karat, 24 karat gold chicken wings are NYC's latest weird food craze." Oh boy. <laughs> <clears throat> CNN, 24 karat gold is normally something associated with jewelry until now. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get more cliched Um, (laughs) until now? Okay, so how do they... uh, The wings are brined for 12 hours. (laughs) I'm sorry, it has in parentheses one half hour per carat. (laughs) 
like, why does that matter? Thanks for that extra Thanks. math, I um, guess. <laughs> pointless math. Um, coated with a house-made dry rub, baked, flash-fried, and then coated in a layer of gold dust. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, these wings won't break the bank, it says. You can get 10 for $45 or 20 for $90. <laughs> I mean... I mean, to be fair, that's for gold plated. Well, not plated, but <laughs> gold, gold plate. dusted chicken wings. <laughs> so you break your teeth on each one. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. I like this next line. I like this next line. If you feel like splurging, there's also an option to get fifty plus a bottle of Ace of Spades brand champagne. Oh my god! For a quote cool a thousand dollars. But there's one more question to ask. What is my life? (laughs) Um, (laughs) What have I come to that this is a thing I'm spending money on? Apparently, they just wanted to do something that's never been done before. Well, Well, you did it. You did it. Good Um, job. Pat yourself on the back and stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so apparently, where can you get this? At the New York City restaurant, The Ainsworth... Hmm. Never heard that's of where it. you can buy these well, I guess now I've heard of it and yeah that's why I know that sometimes we bring in food to try on the show I'm not going to do that with these ones that's, gonna, that's well first of all it would be very difficult to acquire second of all that's a lot of money to spend on yeah on chicken like should you even consume gold <laughs> <laughs> well isn't it in um goldschlager yeah, no, I've, there's a lot of, this isn't like a, the first time they put gold in food. I just, every time I see that, I'm like, is that a, why? Is that a thing you should eat? <laughs> yeah, like, why? Surely you can find a better use for it. <laughs> I don't think it has any nutritional value. I highly doubt it does. Yeah. Unless the element gold is something you need in your diet. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you know that um, carbon-based life has gold also isn't? I just made that up. That's I, not true at all. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you don't need to eat gold. <laughs> Please don't eat gold. <laughs> Please don't eat gold. Don't add us Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I'm oh, sure okay. he would love to weigh in. All right. That was our show. That was our show. That was breaking news. Okay, thanks for listening, and the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. Remember to subscribe on SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter at at News. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Laurel. Laurel. <laughs>